Hi there, I'm Kelly Johnson, founder and CEO of Karis by KJE, and I want to personally welcome you to 24 Karis, where we um, support your journey to live a fully committed um, career and life to diversity, equity, and inclusion 24-7, 365. Right now, we are having this great conversation with Terrence Hutchins, CFO of Karis by KJE, as well as um, a financial uh, leader and planner and advisor um, who is helping us really look at DEI very holistically. Um, we often think of DEI perhaps as a little bit touchy-feely, but today and throughout this series, we've really been able, I think, to kind of hopefully demystify yeah. that perception um, and, and highlighted some concrete examples of how it improves both the bottom and top line. So yeah. thanks for helping us with that. Definitely. Yeah. So I know just because, of, gosh, I've known you a long time. Yeah. Um, and anyway, I'm not going to say how many years because then I might <laughs> feel like I'm aging myself. Um, but I've known you for a while and yeah. I know you are super passionate about helping individuals, not mm -hmm. just organizations uh, like ours, uh, generate uh, wealth and, yeah. and generational wealth. And so when you think about communities of color or underrepresented communities, what are you seeing as some of the keys to helping to build that generational wealth? So I think that uh, specifically for me, a lot of it is one, education. And uh, something I heard a guy say uh, maybe a week ago on a podcast, I believe it was, where he says, you know, people or people that have money always have access to good information. Mm -hmm. And in my space, one of the reasons that I founded the RIA um, is so that we could actually build a model that could be profitable reaching a wider group of people. Okay, well wait, tell people what a RIA is. So that is a registered investment advisor. Okay. Uh, and so instead of me actually working with a big firm like a Merrill Lynch or a UBS, Basically, my firm will be registered directly with the state. So now we can create our own guidelines for how we operate. And so you don't have to, effectively, you just have to be legal. Uh, and, and, <laughs> Please. And, and, and you don't have to f work within the constructs of an organization. So you can actually put your imprint and build things like you want. And so one of the things that we wanted to do was say, hey, you know what? Generally, the industry that we're in appeals to the affluent because obviously, they have more money. When you have more money, there's more stuff you can do for that individual client or business. And you can obviously get paid as a result. And so most of the resources go to this group to give them more information to serve their needs. And so a lot of the tax changes out there, when people say things like, you know, they're making a lot of money, they don't pay taxes and things like that, it creates this divide where of, of resentment. And a lot of it could be bridged if there was just more awareness. Mm. Whenever someone says they don't pay taxes, well, they're not giving you the full story. They're not telling you, okay, actually I do pay taxes, but they're not maybe income taxes, they're payroll taxes. Whenever someone says whatever they're saying, just to kind of tote themselves, because that's what we do in a society, right? We want to make ourselves look good, so we talk about our accomplishments <laughs> and how great we are. But what we wanted to do as an organization was say, hey, how can we actually serve more people give more education to people, but actually do it profitably. Because it doesn't help if we can't stay in business, <laughs> if we have all these customers, but we can't actually pay our own bills. And so our platform allows us to serve companies where we actually do financial literacy or financial wellness 
Uh, it actually allows people to actually pay for advice that they can afford. And, you know, maybe it's it's you're not, you know, bring up your bar tab. Right. Hey, maybe I can pay that money that would have gone to this that I would have probably forgot about. I, I can actually afford to have an advisor talk to me, help me make better decisions to put myself in a better situation. And so I think when it comes to the gap between the haves and the have nots, then a lot of it is the people that have not is because of their own education. And if they had the education and they had more tools, now it's up to them to do with it what they want. But far be it for me to have the opportunity to help someone and not do it or at least provide them with resources where, hey, I don't have to turn clients away. Maybe I don't work with everyone or you don't feel like our organization is a fit for you, but we have an offering that everybody can actually afford to, to, to get information from. Or, you know what, maybe we can give you free information to help you get more development. And then when you're ready to have more of an investment, uh, you're a little bit more established, then you can actually come on and we can actually serve you more as a client. But for me, the more people we help, ultimately, I think it all works out in the end. Yeah, I, I love what you're doing. And I, I mean, it seems to me as if you're really trying to lower the, the entry point, yeah. uh, lower those barriers to get more financially literate and then sort of democratizing an industry that can be very intimidating. Yeah. Even people, you know, that that have degrees, you know, college degrees, uh, retirement planning, investing, it's a lot of acronyms. It's a right. lot of, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not naturally wired to uh, like math or things like that, and I, and I think about in particular communities of color, if we look at K through 12 data, yeah. you know, un- unfortunately, black and brown students often underperform in math, mm-hmm. right? So math and fi- finances um, are, you know, synonymous. And if I'm intimidated in school, yeah. K through 12 with math, when I become an adult, what's my what's that impact? You know, am I going to balance my checkbook? Am yeah. I going to... Uh, tap into the 401k benefits yeah. and plans that my employer employer might provide. So what would you say to people who maybe are intimidated by financial investments and, and kind, of ha- kind of lack that financial literacy, but haven't taken any steps to like move forward? Well, I first think that one, yes, it's not something you necessarily or some people just are intimidated by it. And so it's not something that they just naturally gravitate to. But I think it's so important yeah. in relation to your future that if you lack financial awareness, you lack financial literacy, then how many things that that impacts? You know, if, if you don't have the funds to go on vacation, you don't have the funds to do some of the things that you'd like to, to pay for your kids' college, or ultimately to work only by choice. If you haven't put the time in to help, then you are actually at the mercy of either your employer as far as what they offer, or you might even just trust someone who, and and part of the reason our industry is so regulated is because there are a lot of bad actors and people that have wholeheartedly trusted them and they weren't always looking out for their best interest. And so I think that one of the things that I always even find solace in when it comes to numbers is that as they say, they don't lie. So if they're not adding up, we just have to find the source of why. <laughs> All right. Now, no, not everyone likes doing that per se, but 
we understand that it's not this Rubik's cube <laughs> that you have to necessarily, uh, you know, it's not it's not science, right? That there are things that are just unexplainable, right? With math, you know, it may take some time, but we can figure it out. And I think that is what you have to trust. Or even with my daughter, you know, we're working with her on her multiplication tables, and a lot of it is just repetition. You know, it's like, hey, every day we just do a little bit of practice. Or, you know, when people don't think about their money, normally they run, that's when they run the issues. So it's like, hey, if I just decided, you know what, this year I'm gonna take a little bit more time to think about how I'm spending. I'm gonna take a little bit more time to maybe get more educated. I'm gonna take a little bit more time to plan things out better. Then you'll find, wow, I actually got better results. And the little things that you do know will help you go a long way over the, 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 the long run. Yeah. Just to kind of weave in um, a little bit of that sort of diversity component around generational diversity. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of reports out there that millennials have a lot of debt, mm -hmm. um, especially college debt. Yeah. Um, not sure yet. I haven't seen a lot about Gen Z, but I'm sure there's there's info out there. But what advice would you give to someone who um, has a lot of debt, whether yeah. it's student loans or some other form of debt, um, but they also have this recognition that I haven't, I, I really haven't done much in yeah. terms of retirement planning. Mm -hmm. What are some of the like baby steps? Baby steps, yes. Don't scare them off yet, okay. Terrence. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, go ahead and cover that and then I'll have another question. Awesome. Well, yeah. So I think one is avoiding the propensity to kind of put our head in the sand. Mm. Uh, I think whenever we're not where we want to go, it's easier to just not take a step because we feel like we're so far off from where we want to be where we don't do anything. And so I think that one, hey, there are a lot of tangible things you can do that are pushing you in the right direction. So if it's debt, hey, I at least want to be aware of, okay, how much do I owe? A lot of people don't know like what they're charging. You know, I talk to people and I say, well, look, you're paying $100 a month in interest. Oh, wow. Right. Or whatever that number is where it feels different when you're paying $100 for an expense or, hey, I can save $100. Well, I don't know if it's a good time. Well, if you're giving that money to a debt servicer, um, then many times there's a lot of things you can do to try to help put yourself in a better position as far as maybe refinancing that debt. Uh, you know, on the student loan side, working out plans, uh, depending on where you work in the public sector, there are different loan forgiveness programs. And then ultimately saying, hey, how can I be better at my job? How can I, if, if, if I have to go to my employer and see what are the additional opportunities I have, just being more proactive as far as say, hey, let me take the steps that I can. If that requires me to maybe work on the side uh, or maybe I don't drink Starbucks every day. <laughs> I go back to one every other day. There are a lot of things that people can do just with their habits. And I think if you're willing to sacrifice enough and maybe it's uncomfortable initially, but those baby steps, whether it's just you being better with your spending habits or being more aware of how your money is being spent will ultimately reap fruit in the end. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people would love to have your help. Um, I know you've been a tremendous asset to our team, so thank you for that. Um, you've got a, you recently launched a new platform, mm -hmm. so why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with you if they're looking for um, some some help with their personal finances? Yeah, so my uh, website actually is kind of being restructured now, but maybe by the time this comes out, it'll be fully 
up and operational, but it's uh, www.logos, so L-O-G-O-S-F-G, so frankgary.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, Terrence Hutchins, uh, 1E, 1A. Uh, That's a thing that always... Okay, so 1E, 2Rs, 1A. All right, Terrence Hutchins. All right. (laughs) I'm like, is this is this another financial acronym no, no, no. or something? <laughs> no, my, you know, with I'm sure, spelling. you know, with Kelly, yeah. you get different iterations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, many times, that's not the first one that they think of. Yes. And then also, I'm on uh, Instagram, uh, just Logos Financial Four Twelve. Great. And so I'm on those channels. I'll be probably a little bit more active as we're making this transition. <laughs> but I'm certainly glad to be able to be a part of your team. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we can uh, grow our platform and reach more people with this message and that will ultimately help them have a more focus on not only their money, uh, but also the impact of diversity and inclusion in their workplace. Yeah, no, I agree. And you've been uh, such an asset and this has been a great conversation, I think, to provide a more of a, a fully holistic view, right, on why diversity, equity, and inclusion are so important. So appreciate it. Thanks awesome. so much. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Thank you for listening um, to this episode of 24 Karis. Um, go out and um, just continue the journey with diversity, equity, and inclusion 24-7, 365. See you soon.